Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to Hoopity Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray. And it has been a few days, I know, but uh, certain, like I said before, and I'll pretty much say it again, it all depends on my work schedule. And like I said, I work a lot of nights. Uh, sleep during the day, work at night, but I do have the day off. Uh, you get a chance to actually do an episode here, which I'm um, certainly uh, grateful I get it, that I get a chance to uh, do as many episodes as I can, as much as possible. Hopefully for the next... Make at least for right now. Maybe I'll get a chance to do one later on this evening. And then maybe we'll go into maybe go we'll do one tomorrow. Try to catch up with all the all the action in the NFL. There's certainly a lot to talk about. Uh, if we don't get a chance to do it in this episode, we will certainly catch up in the next couple episodes. Um, I know there's a you know, there's a certain incident incident with the uh, Buffalo Bills and Saint Bensville night. I will not really touch on that subject as of yet I might wait till the next episode to touch upon that on that on that subject and uh, certainly there's a lot of um, a lot of spin back a lot of feedback on that um, there there have been you know some ESPN and there's like an ESPN analyst that had an opinion on what had happened and of course there's a, a Twitter feed that came off that yeah that certainly came off the wrong way and it, Kind of felt like a heartless uh, thing, but we'll we'll get to all that in the next episode, in the next probably the next episode. But again, we will catch we're going to catch up on this episode, and there's certainly a lot of stuff we need to catch up on and talk about. As we all know, the we're going into the very last week of the season. It's hard to believe that twenty that um that the NFL twenty twenty two. I guess we're going slightly into twenty twenty three football season. It's pretty much. Over with, and of course, you've got playoffs and you got then the Super Bowl. So it's hard to believe that football season is slowly but surely starting to come to an end here very, very soon. Uh, for those who are listening to this podcast for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, you know, uh, fellow co workers, your uh, neighbors, a random person on the street. Tell them to please, please come on in and listen to the podcast. And I've said before, and I'll keep saying it again. If you got any questions that you want me to bring up, a subject that you want me to bring up on this podcast, just hit me up on Facebook. That's all that I am on. Uh, hopefully, one of these days I will get back, maybe on Twitter, pick up a few, few of the followers. Um, I have picked up some new followers on Facebook, and hopefully that will continue to to grow. Uh, again, for those who have been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And the same same thing: invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog. Your cat, whoever, whoever you invite, um, you know, fellow co-workers, uh, neighbors, random person on the street, doesn't matter. Please, you know, bring them on in. Let's uh, let's keep the podcast growing. Uh, if you do listen to me on Anchor, I am on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, I do. I am on many different outlets, and certainly for those who have picked up the uh podcast. I want to thank them certainly for doing so. Um, and before I get off, Happy New Year. If I hadn't told you that already, already here we are in 2023, four days into the into the brand new year. So hopefully your hopefully your new year's get, getting off to the right foot. At least hopefully. Um, I know we all have New Year's resolutions where we want to lose weight, get a better job, make more money. You know, whatever the case, you know, whatever the case might be, uh, certainly I hope you have make those dreams come true. I'm sure some people would love to uh, win the lottery. I know the lottery 
is at least here in the state of Virginia is way way up there and uh, certainly it'd be a nice <laughs> gift for some sunrise trophy uh a year off on the right foot but in the event we've discussed enough we want we want to jump right into uh right into football and um and we will discuss not so much of what happened this past monday but we'll discuss two quarterbacks and a uh a gentleman I used to work with uh, many years ago in one of my uh, old jobs uh, had brought up a subject on Facebook and then I think others, other sites had brought this up, whether it was ESPN or Yahoo, I can't remember what it was right now. But somebody once said, would you, would you rather have Joe Burrow or would you have Josh Allen right now? It's a very interesting question to, to ask. Now, certainly Patrick Mahomes would be brought into that, brought into that equation as well, but we're talking about Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Now, certainly, you know, certainly with Josh Allen, if you have to compare the two, Josh Allen to me is a much better athlete. There's no mistake about it. Um, he definitely has a much stronger arm, than I believe, than Joe than Joe Burrow. Um, you know, Joe Josh, you know, Josh Allen is better. I think is a better runner of the football than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow can run. But he doesn't have he doesn't have the Josh Allen legs. He doesn't have that. Um, if you're looking for the better athlete, Josh Allen is certainly the better athlete. If you want to take if you want to take one of these guys out to play maybe baseball or have a basketball game with, yeah, then I would certainly go for for Josh Allen hands down. However, we have to make a spin on it, and I will say this: I am a Cincinnati Bengal fan, and people have known this since I first started this podcast back back in last June, and I've probably bashed the Bengals more so than than anybody. And uh, again, when I started this podcast, I said that I would be unbiased, that I would call it like I see it. I would show no favoritism even towards my Cincinnati Bengals. If I'm going to do a podcast, I've got to be upfront, and I've got to you know pretty much tell the truth, not be biased towards any particular team, player, management, you know, whatever the case is. But for this for this instance for this instance for this instance maybe there'll be a little bit of bias to hear. If I gotta go with the track record, I have to take Joe Burrow over Josh Allen right now, and the only reason is is because of the track record. Let's remember when Buffalo draft, drafted Josh Allen, he came out of course the University of Wyoming, and a lot of you know a lot of Division One schools didn't want Josh Allen, didn't think much of Josh Allen. Joe Burrow, you have to remember, he went to Ohio State and he was actually a backup quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. So that kind of shows you the talent that Ohio State had that position. Now, granted, if we flash forward it, if we flash forward it, I mean, yeah, then when he transferred to LSU and SEC and SEC school and SEC, as we all know, it seems like every single year, it seems like SEC produces a national champion, whether it is Alabama. Georgia's got a chance to go back-to-back as national champion. LSU has won their share of national championships. So it seems like every time we turn around, the SEC seems to have that national championship. Now, again, when Josh came into the NFL, he was certainly raw, rough around the edges, and he struggled the first couple of seasons. And here was a guy that was supposed to finally be 
the replacement for Jim Kelly. It took a while. He struggled. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, things started to click. Brian Trable, of course, you now he's the New York Giants head football coach. He has done an outstanding job with that football team and probably will be the coach of the year for the, for the outstanding job he's done with the Giants. And actually, Brian Drabel has made Daniel Jones look like a respectable quarterback this year, which is certainly saying something for the coaching ability of that man. But when Josh Allen, when Brian Drabel got a hold of Josh Allen, things have changed so much. And now he continues to still do a fairly good, does a good job under Ken Dorsey, who Ken Dorsey right now, he is starting to get looked at it for some head coaching positions in the NFL. Maybe next season, one overhead door seat. He could wind up being the Carolina Panthers football coach. I believe he played for the Panthers for the tail end of his career. And, he, and of course, he was assistant coach there. So, again, possibility maybe Dorsey goes to the Panthers now. Not saying that Steve Wilkes. He sort of deserves a long and hard look for the outstanding job he has done to try to, to keep that team afloat. And he's done a good job with it. Of course, they came up short this past season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But nevertheless, it's, it's, it's an outstanding job that he did with the Panthers. And he certainly deserves a chance to be the head football coach for the Panthers going into next season. Back to the matter at hand. The biggest thing with Josh Allen is Josh Allen at times reminds me of Brett Favre. Josh could be a gunslinger. Too much of a gunslinger, and he'll make mistakes. Now, granted, if you're if you're a fantasy football buff, you'd rather have Josh Allen over Joe Burrow because yeah, because because of Josh's running ability makes a big difference. But the problem is with with Josh Allen, there was a lot of times this season that Josh got near got got near the goal line. He'd be maybe inside the ten or fifteen yard line, and the problem was he would throw. A lot of key interceptions. Now, the thing is with Joe Burrow, of course, the thing is Josh Allen has gotten his team to the playoffs. So you have to give Josh that. And Josh, and to me, Josh Allen did an outstanding job in the playoffs last year. I mean, what he did to me, Josh Allen, might have outshined Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs last season when they brought up in Kansas City. A great game. Make no mistake about it, but it was Kansas City that outdid Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in the end. But to me, Josh looked like looked like the better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes on that day. But again, Josh has made improvement. He's made strides. He has certainly come a long way from what was in his rookie season until right now. And you have to wonder if Dorsey leaves, he'll be going to another offensive coordinator. But again, the Buffalo Bills have talent around Josh Allen to continue that success. And Sean McDermott has been an outstanding job, done an outstanding job since becoming the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. He's gotten to the playoffs. He's gotten at least past the first round, give him that. But again, I'm interested to see, of course, Buffalo Bills, where everybody's favorite, at least in the AFC, to go to the Super Bowl. Some people even have even winning the Super Bowl, actually. But let's talk about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's from Ohio, and you know how people in Ohio, it's kind of like the university, it's kind of like the state of Texas. Ohio takes their football very seriously. So Joe Burrow comes from a, from a state that uh, takes his football very seriously. 
and I believe Joe has won. I believe Joe did win like a state championship at the University of and uh, excuse me in Ohio. He goes to Ohio State. Of course, he couldn't could win the starting job. He transferred to LSU, and lo and behold, he wins an SEC championship and he wins a national championship. Let's fast forward to this being the first round draft pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. His rookie year, sure he had some ups and downs, but of course he got hurt. He got hurt towards the end of the season, but he had a very decent rookie year. But then again, the strides you go from being a rookie to taking a team that it wasn't that nobody expected whatsoever to even to even make the playoffs, no less even making a Super Bowl. He takes a team to the Super Bowl, and if he had a better offensive line, you could certainly make the argument that. He could have won a Super Bowl. Now, we'll go to year three. The Bengals are once again back in the playoffs now. This coming Sunday, they play the play the Baltimore Ravens. The winner of, of that game will win, will pretty much be crowned AFC North champions. But the Bengals have already made the play have already made the playoffs. And they have beaten some pretty sound teams. It was again Joe Burrow has beat Patrick Mahomes, not once, not twice, but he's beaten three times. Not many people in the NFL can say I've beaten Patrick Mahomes three times. Not many. So again, it is it is again, Burrow has done a good job, and some people would consider Burrow even in the running for MVP this year. Now certainly Patrick Mahomes is there. Uh Jalen Hurts is there at one point in time, but it's just the last couple of weeks that could have hurt his chances at one point in time. Josh Allen's been some really good candidate. Uh, a guy doesn't get a lot of respect, but a lot of people know him very well, and that's Jefferson has been getting some MVP votes, but after last week, he held one catch, which is unheard of for Justin Jefferson, but again, the MVP voting right now, a lot of people would have Patrick maybe number one, but Burrow, the way he's played this year, is probably in the top, is maybe in the top five or six, but, you know, but we'll see how that turns out. But for right now, and again, Burrow got talent around him. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. You got talent. Joe Mixon in the backfield. You got a lot of talent. Now, the offensive line has played at times a little bit better this year than what we had last year, but sometimes Burrow gets sacked a little too much. Now, Burrow does not use his legs as much as Josh Allen. He could if he needed. I'm going to say he could if he wanted to, but I don't think he would use him as much as Josh Allen. I don't see Joe Burrow. Running for almost 100 yards. Josh Allen, I think, ran for what, 80 or 90 yards, maybe, you know, once or twice this season. He has done that and had a capability of doing that. But for right now, if you look at the, if you look at what Josh Allen's done into what Joe Burrow's done in three years, Joe Burrow has a higher ceiling than Josh Allen now. Now, it'd have been very interesting if the game had played out Monday night. And if, let's say, Burrow goes out and beat Josh Allen, or he's beating the top two teams that a lot of people feel were in that conference this season. But again, the Bengals and Burrow is a big reason. Now, the thing with that is, now, I guess we have to look at it another way. Could the Bengals win without Joe Burrow? The answer to that question is no. They could not win without Joe Burrow. Now, can the Buffalo Bills win without Josh Allen? They have a backup quarterback in case Keenan's been this way for many, many years. It's a possibility that they could win without Josh Allen, maybe not for an extended period of time. And for the for the uh, Chiefs, the Chiefs have won without Patrick, Patrick Mahomes before. Chad Henning, they've won with Chad Henning as a quarterback. 
So to be honest with you, to be honest with you, Burrow may be more valuable to his team than Mahomes and Josh Allen is. Now I'm sure I'll catch backlash from it, but again, I have to call it like I see it. So to answer the question is Burrow to me is better quarterback than Josh Allen right now. For the simple fact is, again, Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. Josh Allen hasn't. Now it's interesting to see how this season plays out. Can Josh get the Buffalo Bills to a Super Bowl? Now Burrow, Burrow does not make the does not make the mistakes. Now Burrow does not make as many mistakes to me as Josh Allen does. Does not make the mistakes. Now again, Burrow has a tremendous upside in his career. Has a tremendous upside. Now again, it'll be very interesting moving forward. Will the Cincinnati Bengals play Joe? Play going to pay Joe Burrow the money that uh, Josh Allen is getting, or Dak Prescott? Or uh, Kyler Murray. Now, again, Burrow's been in this league for three years, and you got to go to the bottom of the board in the three years. And to me, to me, Joe Burrow's going to want probably 45, 46, 47 million per year because of what he's done already. And again, it's hard to blame Joe for wanting that amount of money for what he's done. But it will be very interesting if the Bengals can continue their winning ways into the playoffs and maybe once again represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Now, I did how I had said this at one point in time in my podcast. I say this for the Bengals to be to get any respect whatsoever, they are going to have to win a Super Bowl with Joe Burrow at the quarterback position. Because let's be honest with you, they had a chance last year. They probably could have beaten the Rams. The offensive line play was the biggest reason, and the defense at times let down, let them let the offense down. Now the, now, the the defense this year hasn't hasn't played badly at all. The Bengals' offense got off to a very slow start, but once it picked up, it played it played up to its capabilities. And again, the Rams they got off to a red hot start. They beat up on the defending Super Bowl champions, the Rams. Of course, Rams have had a lot of lows this year, but but Buffalo again, Buffalo once again. On top of the AFC East, and they're going right back to the um, going right back to into the playoffs, and maybe maybe Buffalo Bill fans can finally get maybe a world championship. Finally, the Buffalo Bills in the back of the Jim Kelly, Brian Thomas, Andre Reed, Bruce Smith era. They had plenty of chances. Matter of fact, four Super Bowls in a row and could not win a Super Bowl in four straight trips, which to me should not be frowned upon. I know that ESPN, I know ESPN, if you are a 30 for 30 fan, it's a great, it was a great story of the Buffalo Bills. They talked a lot to several Buffalo Bill players about their, about their Super Bowl runs. And to me, it's amazing that you can do it four years in a row. Granted, losing all four years in a row is not a great feeling, but, you know, but, it's an accomplishment, nevertheless, to go to four straight Super Bowls. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's amazing. I don't think even the Patriots have pulled that off in their dynasty, in their dynasty years. But Buffalo had some great, had some good teams, and this could be maybe this is a chance for the team to step back up. This is the chance for the Buffalo Bills to become once and for all considered world champions. But for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals have been to three Super Bowls in their lifetime and lost all three. And to me, they probably could have won maybe one, maybe two. 
begging the Bengals. They've all they've had. They've been unlucky when it comes to Super Bowls. So really very interesting. Now, could you see a re could you see a match between the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills? Maybe the AFC Championship game. I'm not saying it's not a, it's not without the realm of possibility, but but to answer the question is right now I would take Burrow over Josh Allen right now. Again, I'd look at another possibility. You have to look at the talent. I mean, you got Chase, Higgins, and you got Tyler Boyd. And even Hayden Hurst has played well this year. You saw Joe Mixon in the backfield. You can look at Josh Allen. The one guy can lie on Stephon Diggs. But Gabriel Davis has chances where he'll show up, won't show up. Yeah. And after that, the it's the talent. You've got some decent parts, but it's not. Again, Burrow's got more talent, I think, around him than Josh Allen does. Now, if Josh Allen had Joe Burrow's had Joe Burrow's team, I think yeah, Josh would probably would probably do just as well. But again, I'd give Burrow credit because I think Burrow has a little, got a little bit more talent around him than Josh Allen. Like I said before, Josh Allen is a better athlete than Joe Burrow. But as overall, you have to go back what Joe has done in the first three years he's led compared to Josh Allen. It might not be it's 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 hard because Burrow has been to a Super Bowl in his second year. And he's going back to the playoffs again this year. Now again, I've said this before. To me, for me, for me, for me to set up and take the Bengals seriously and set up and take notice on the Bengals, they have got to win the Super Bowl. You gotta do it this year. You gotta do it sooner rather than later, because again, contracts are coming up at some point. Burrow's gonna want his money. Jamar Chase, he's gonna want his money, and I'm sure T. Higgins is gonna want some money. And there's been a lot of writers here lately that have written a lot about T. Higgins. You know, T. Higgins getting traded to the Bears. One has been going to Green Bay to help Aaron Rodgers try to get over the hump and try to win a second Super Bowl. I've even heard that story. So to me, that's when it becomes very important for the Bengals. They're going to have to win, and they're going to have to win now. Because again, we all know how business is in the NFL. It's all about the money, almighty dollar. Josh Allen, he's got his money. And now, Burrow's got to be looking at what Josh Allen's making, Kyler Murray's making, and others. Or again, Lamar Jackson, he's on the final year of his contract. And I'm sure you would, you would think the Ravens are sitting there going to see him look at what he has done for the franchise. Now they play without Lamar Jackson. So Josh Allen and Lamar's gonna get his money. So all of his are interesting what Burrow is worth, how much he is worth to the Cincinnati Bengals moving forward. And again, if Burrow can get well if Carr get got back into the playoffs, if he can get him into the Super Bowl and win the next three years there, then Josh has a confident Joe then Joe Burrow has accomplished more more than Josh Allen has. But for right now, I gotta take Burrow over Josh Allen. Now maybe if Josh goes out there, takes the team, Buffalo to the Super Bowl, and he wins and he wins the Super Bowl, then I would get then I would then I would give Josh Allen the edge because he won a Super Bowl. But for right now, my money's on Burrow. Now I want to stay in the division that the Buffalo Bills are in. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Miami Dolphins have been 
struggling here lately. I think they dropped what five in a row, and they're on the verge of not making the playoffs. And to me, that's going to be. I mean, they had a tough loss with the against the New England Patriots, and now this week, I believe, I believe if they win, they they may very well be in the playoffs. But they may have to do it without two of them. And you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he is a, um, you know, he is, he has a hurt pinky. I believe it's a dislocation of his pink of his pinky on his throwing hand. And it looks like that he might not play. So we have to go down to the third string quarterback, Skylar Thompson. Matter of fact, they just signed Mike Glennon. He is a ten-year veteran who has been on on several teams. And they got to sign him. So now the Buffalo Bills' chances of making the playoffs right now. Are kind of are, are fading. They had a good season with Mike McDaniel. Again, injuries, you know, uh, injuries have happened like everybody else in the NFL. And the biggest thing has been Tua and his concussions. And that's something we will touch up on, touch up on just in a few seconds. But it's hard to look at the Buffalo, the Buffalo, I mean, excuse me, the Miami Dolphins, and you have, yeah, and it, it kind of baffles the mind. And I said this. Before the season began, everybody talked about Mike McDaniel bringing in the running backs, all these running backs from the San Francisco 49ers. And you know what happened? They went out and made a big trade and got Tyreek Hill. And I told everybody that. I told everybody that they were going to actually throw the football more than run the ball. That's because you got a talent like Tyreek Hill. You got your second receiver with a name that caught 100 balls last year, Jalen Waddle. You tell them that you're not going to throw the football. Well, ergo, I was right. They threw the football more than they ran the ball. There were times this year they did run the ball fairly well. The offensive line, it played better. It played better. But again, like everybody else in the NFL, they suffered a lot of injuries. To the offensive line, at least here lately, they've suffered a lot of injuries. It's hurt their chances. But the biggest chance of all has been Tua. Now, two of his second time around, he has he had a concussion. He's going to sit out. He looks like he will not play this week. And if Miami somehow gets into the playoffs, you have to wonder, will two will come back to the playoffs? Now, concussions in the NFL have been going on for years and years. I mean, I'm sure it, this, the league is 100, 100 plus years old now. What is it, 101, 102 years old? And, and the thing is, concussions, I mean, I guarantee you some of the all-time greats from the uh, Bronco Nagurskis to the Red Granges of the world. I'm sure we go all back, all back in the day. I'm sure they probably, they probably got concussed. you got to remember, those guys didn't play with, no, play with no helmets. So you can imagine, you can imagine some of them had to be concussed. A lot of them had to be had concussions. Of course, you know, move on 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s we you know again concussions came more of a bigger bigger issue as time went on nowadays they they the nfl's done their best to make helmets that would that will somehow prevent you know i don't think it would prevent it but it would how can i say it lessen the blow if i want to use that term and use it I know it's kind of like it might be a poor way to, to, to term that, but in, I guess it's to I guess it's to soften the blow, so to speak. And again, to me, a guy like 
it doesn't matter if the movie was two or any part of the NFL. I mean, it has been a, it has been a a touchy subject because a lot of players have had CTE, you know, CTE, and a lot of players have um, because of concussions over the years and years. Some guys unfortunately have committed suicide because of you know because of the brain trauma, the brain injury, and um, you have to wonder for the, for the safety of the players. Now, Tua has suffered a concussion twice this season, and moving forward, you have to wonder, you have to wonder for Tua and his safety, how much, yeah, how many, you know, you have to wonder in the back of his mind, Tua's got to sit back and just say to myself, well, I've been concussed twice this year, year, I mean, and to me, Mike McDaniel has done a very good job of making Tua a very solid quarterback in this league, and when he is healthy, the offensive line is healthy, Tua has shown to be a pretty decent quarterback in this league, but with Tua, you have to wonder deep, you have to wonder deep down inside, in the back of his mind, Tua's got to wonder, I've been cussed twice this year, how many, you know, how much, you know, you know, how much more, yeah, I mean, yeah, how much more do I want to go as being a quarterback in this, in this league, or any player, whether you're from, whatever position, whatever position might be in this, in this league, you have to wonder, if you start suffering two, three concussions per year, you have to wonder, how much longer do I want to play in the NFL, now I get it, that the football is a, a dangerous sport that's been said for many, many years, Everybody knows, you know, but again, it's issues. I mean, high school players, you know, you know, college players. Heck, I think I've even reports that Pee Wee League players, people that play in the Pop Warner League, Pee Wee League, they had these, these had these, you had young kids, young kids might be seven, eight years old that get concussed. I mean, it's 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 a situation where I mean you have to wonder as a player, yeah. Do I want to? How much longer do I want to continue playing in the NFL? Now we, I know you want to. The money, I know the money is hard. The money is hard to pass through. You're getting paid whatever it is a million per year that you want to make as much money as you can because we all know football is can be a short short span. I mean, I don't know what the average is of a, of a NFL player. Some people, some some players, maybe like kickers, can hang in the league for 16, 17 years, but they don't they don't take the hits like quarterbacks or running backs or receivers or you know players like these. I mean, it, there is an anomaly. I mean, there have been some quarterbacks that have played for 15, 16 years as well. But I think with two. You have to wonder deep down inside. Now I know he's got a what a brother, I believe, that plays at the University of Maryland, and he could become the NFL at you know at some point. And you have to wonder, you know. But again, I'm sure the Tua, like I said, like most players, they want to make as much money as they can because time in the NFL is can be very short. And again, if you're a quarterback, you know you'll make you know you'll make. Money off the field with commercials. Now I don't know. I don't know if Tua's got any commercials lined up. I don't know. I'm sure that he might do some local commercials. That's a possibility as well down there in Miami. 
and you all know, I mean, you know, and again, this is, again, this is what you want to look down the road. But again, sometimes the prayer, I just sit back and say, well, is, is, is my health, you know, really worth it anymore? Now, recently, you know, the Cardinals, you know, J.J. Watt finally decided to, he retired after the 12 years in the league, and J.J. was certainly built a good self Hall of Fame resume. But, you know, J.J., the injury he's been in, injuries have cost J.J. the last few years, and J.J. probably figured, hey, hey, enough's enough. I'm getting out, getting good. And certainly J.J. has made his money in the NFL. I'm sure he's made, he's, you know, he's done charity work and, and people all know about J.J. and the, and the, the great job he did as the Hurricane. The Hurricane did a great job, raised lots and lots of money. But for Tua, it doesn't matter if it's Tua or any other player in the NFL. You have to wonder deep down inside how much longer and how much longer do you want to get concussed? You know what I mean? You know, Tua's had two. I mean, comes back next season. And Miami, I'm sure Miami will be considered a somewhat a contender in the AFC East. Tua comes back. Offensive line's healthy. You still have Hill, Waddle. I get that. You know, you know the defense. The defense improves a little bit more. They can be a contender in the AFC again next season. But of course, a lot of people rely on Tua and his health and concussions. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer as far as long term. Skylar Thompson is not the answer moving forward, which makes it a very interesting case. Does Miami go out and bring a veteran receiver in? Do you spend money on Jimmy Garoppolo and bring him in and let him back up? Yeah, Tua, in case of something like this happens. I don't. I don't see the possibility, but of course Mike McDaniel knows Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm sure he would be very interested in Garoppolo's services. But Garoppolo wants to be a starting quarterback in this league. But you have to wonder deep down inside, is there a veteran out there that gets your attention? What about, I know, I'm sure this man's name will come up many times in the offseason, Derek Carr. Do you go after Derek Carr? Because you're worried about two concussions. Concussion issues, you know, again, that's something that I cannot get in Mike McDaniels, Mike McDaniel, or the Miami, you know, brass. I can't get in their head. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, for right now, I'm sure they have no interest. I'm sure they want to get a veteran backup quarterback to come in and back up Tua. They're going to ride with Tua, and I, and I get it and I understand it, but you have to wonder deep down, Tua is going to have to sit back. They're going to sit down. Maybe talk to the family and figure out how much, you know, yeah, yeah, um, you know, is, is it really worth it for Tua? You know, for Tua, right now, the answer appears to be yes, it's worth it. But long term, as we all know how long term is, how, how concussions are, concussions are a serious thing. There's, there's always been reports where you have memory loss because of concussions. You could be driving around and forget where you're driving to. You could maybe forget to pick your kids up from school or something like that. It's yeah, it's 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 a serious issue. It's been a serious issue for many, many years now. But again, I'm sure Miami come next season, I'm sure too will still be the starting quarterback, and I'm sure but Miami 
I'm sure they'll be smart enough to get a replacement. Now, I don't know if Bridgewater will continue to be number two quarterback or you bring somebody else in. Again, I'm sure there's I know, I know there's backups. I mean, crazy as sounds, what about we, we go out and get a guy like Sam Donald? Now, I know Sam, Sam has had some moments this year where he hasn't played bad, but do you reach out and go get Sam Donald? You bring Sam Donald as a backup to Tua. I mean, again, who knows? But for Tua, for Tua, I certainly, I certainly wish him the best. And again, concussions, as we all know in the NFL, there's really nothing, there's nothing to, nothing to play with. Now, certainly, I'm sure you guys caught uh, Sunday night's big game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, and there was a must, a Pittsburgh Steelers basically need to win that, win that game. And it didn't look good most of the game up until about late in the fourth quarter when all of a sudden the light switch went on and the young quarterback, Kenny Pickett, took the team down the field, made some nice passes, and actually tossed them to Najee Harris in the end zone for a touchdown as the Pittsburgh Steelers live to fight yet another day and another week as, again, Pittsburgh, if they win this week, they have to have a little help, a little help. But Pittsburgh has a chance to hang in there and actually make and make the team make the you know, make the playoffs as a wild card team. Now we all know Pittsburgh was kind of like dead in the water at one point in time. They were struggling. The offense was struggling. Um, Mitchell Trubisky was a starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. He didn't get the, yeah he struggled. They went with the young man Kenny Pickett. Now Kenny Pickett he struggled, got hurt. They go back to Trubisky. We stay with Trubisky. Then we go back to Pickett to try to boost boost the offense. And now it seems like that Pickett has got the Steelers in a position at least to take a like it's chance. Maybe it's a small chance, but it is a chance nonetheless for the Pittsburgh Steelers to actually make make the playoffs. Thereby, I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers were pretty much dead and buried. Now, I've always now the thing about it is with Pittsburgh is this this year. Yeah, they've had ups and downs again. It's a situation where you got a young quarterback and you're going to rely on him at some point in the season. You're going to have ups and downs. Now, against a pretty decent Baltimore Raven defense, when it when it was when Kenny needed to step up, he did. Now against the Raiders, against the Raiders, same situation. When he needed to step up, he did. Now some of the veterans on the team, I know Cameron Hayward, is. Hyped up on hype on Kenny Pickett moving forward. He says Kenny has definitely earned the respect of the team for his play the last couple of weeks. Now Kenny numbers are not the the greatest in the world, but he finds a way to win at the right particular moment. And he's done it the last two weeks. Can he do it again this week? If he does it again this week, yes, they need help. But somehow I have to give I'm gonna have to give Mike Tomlin. Credit Mike Tomlin for doing his better coaching jobs because yes, yes, he's had to go with a young quarterback most of the year, and somehow he somehow kept the team has somehow kept the team as steady as he as he could keep it. Now the running game with Najee Harris to me, Najee Harris is still one of the better running backs in this league. But of course, Najee's numbers are not comparable to what they were in his rookie year. But again, I go back to again. Inconsistent at quarterback this year, and I'm not really sold on the offensive line. Now, the offensive line this past week 
played fairly well. They got a chance to push the Ravens around. And again, the, the whole offensive line showed some promise. Now, I'm still the biggest fan of it moving forward, but it did show something. And Jalen Warren has been an outstanding backup for, you know, for, for Najee Harris, and he has shown his toughness. And Mike Tomlin is a big fan of his. So if, if your head coach is a big fan of what you're doing on the field, you know, so moving forward, I, I like Najee Harris and Jalen Warren one-two punch. I like it moving forward. But Pittsburgh, I mean, Deontay Johnson had his has had some ups and downs this year. Now, I don't think I don't know if Deontay's even caught a touchdown pass this year. But Deontay, he got awarded a nice little contract this past season. And Deont- Deontay's been affected by the inconsistent quarterback play, but he's still a pretty solid receiver nonetheless. Now, George Pickens, I like George Pickens' upside moving forward. Pickens got off to a pretty decent start. He has struggled because of inconsistent quarterback play as well. And I think he has voiced his opinion that he's running the ball more and more and more. Again, you know, again, the defense. That defense has had moments where it was down on its luck because of the injury to one TJ Watt. Now that, you know, now that TJ's probably, but they, it was a record, I believe, that they put a, uh, posted something on the game. They had a, a losing record when TJ Watt is not on that field, but they're a different beast when he is on the field. Now, to me, I kind of look at it this way. To me, I don't really consider it a good sign when you have a running road now. TJ, TJ Watt is, is one of the top, probably top three or four defensive players in, in this league. There's no mistaking about that. But the problem is, if one man, I know there's an old TV series, like I said before, it was um, Knight Rider, and David Hasselhoff played this guy, Michael Knight. And there was a there was a catchphrase in the show, one man can make a difference. Well, T.J. Watt has been that one man, and he has made a difference on the defensive side of the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it, to me, it's not a good sign you have to allow one man to pick your defense up. Now, the thing about it is, Pittsburgh doesn't have that bad of a defense at all, really. I'm not crazy about the secondary. I like Michael Fitzpatrick. I'm a big fan of his. But the rest of it, it's just the rest of it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really get to me. And to me, if you have a good enough offensive line, you can hold T.J. Watt, the Cameron Haywoods. Um, Highsmith is a man that has had a very good year. Highsmith's numbers have gone unnoticed. Have gone unnoticed. But if you can somehow have a quality offensive line, minimize what Pittsburgh's, you know, Pittsburgh's linebacking core and their defensive front, if you can minimize what they're going to do, yeah, then you have a chance to get to, get to that secondary, and their teams have done that this year. But again, moving forward, it'll be interesting to see what Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh does make the playoffs, can Pittsburgh, yeah, can Pittsburgh surprise a few teams? Or can they surprise, can they surprise somebody? There's a possibility that Pittsburgh can surprise somebody. Yes, they can surprise somebody. Again, to me, if you know, again, defensively, to me, defensively, they 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 can hold a few people. You know, they can hold a few people under under a certain amount of points. That's always key. Picking, okay, keep pushing. You know, keep pushing, getting better, moving forward. Now, again, you know, his play has not. It hasn't put the brakes on him. He really finds a way to win. The last week, he has found a way to win. And to me, sometimes. 
that luck is going to eventually run out, and it would I would be surprised if they get playoffs. They what they get bounced in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But again, for Pittsburgh moving forward, you got like I do like. I mean, I like Kenny Pickett has had moments, and to me, he'll be the starting quarterback next year. I'm interested to see what they do as far as the draft goes. Or if any free agents will come into Pittsburgh. I mean, you got Deontay Johnson, you got Pickens. You know, you go get another receiver or draft another receiver. Pittsburgh's always known to find that receiver somewhere in the draft. They've got a history of finding great receivers. To me, I can see maybe an added a lot of offensive maybe two to help out. You got Najee, you got one as your one two punch moving forward. Yeah, I got no problem with that. But I think as far as the offense goes, a couple of offensive linemen, certainly if you got maybe an extra receiver, I think it's really all you need for the offense. Defensively, work on the secondary. That's something I've always preached. They gotta work on the secondary for them yeah, for them to up their game that much more. For the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I gotta say this much. Now granted like I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've never been the biggest. I've never been the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan because they were the division for so many years with the, you know, because then because the Cincinnati Bengals would get beat up on by Pittsburgh, with all those great Pittsburgh teams, and but now, for right now, the Bengals, overall, do have the, the better football team than the Steelers. But I wouldn't count the Steelers out moving forward. And now Pittsburgh, they've got some players that are. Are getting are getting along in age. I mean, I know that they have some decisions to make. I know Cameron Haywood has been there for many many years. Um, you have to wonder if he could be a guy that they could move, you know, off the team. I don't know, but again, you know, Cameron's had a great a great career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But yeah, but you have to wonder. For Pittsburgh, I do like I do like what they're doing moving forward. Now. The AFC North this year becomes interesting. Interesting next year. The Bengals, yeah. The Bengals could still be contenders next year, providing that you can re-sign some key players. I know um, both of their safeties, I believe, are going to be off the free agency. Jesse Bates, Von Bell. I don't think that either one of them, I don't think one of them, I don't think both of them are back next year. I think that's a whole that they're going to have to deal with. Now the Ravens. I'm interested to see what the Ravens do in the offseason, especially with one Lamar Jackson. If they re-sign Lamar, if Lamar comes back, you still have either way you go do. Now the Cleveland Browns, a full year on Deshaun Watson. I'm interested to see how that works out. You still got a pretty offensive line, a good running back in Chubb. Griffey, Kareem Hunt's gonna be off, be off and trying to be a starting running back for another football team. You got Cooper. Can you find a consistent number two receiver? That's gonna be that's gonna be a thing moving forward. And defensively, Cleveland, there's 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 always been talent the last few years on that defensive side of the ball. But let's be honest with you, moving forward, yeah, moving forward, can that talent finally mesh and be a pretty good defensive unit? That's the Bengals. And then you got Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, I think the AFC North is gonna be a very well. When is it not a tough division? You know, AFC North has always been a tough division, but you may have four very talented football teams move to the next season. And who knows, maybe we compare the AFC North to the AFC West. Um, maybe that could be a little bit of a stretch, but it's a tough division. I mean, people beat up on them. I mean, every single year the AFC North beat on, beat on one another. 
But again, for Pittsburgh Chandler fans, I'll say this much. I do like the look for the future. And everybody wanted Mike Tomlin's head. But let's be honest with you, Pittsburgh does not fire their football coach. I mean, they've had, what, three last, who knows, 30-some years or something like that. You don't fire coaches. Mike Tomlin has done a fairly good job this year for what he's had to go through. But no, I would not give it with Mike. There was a possibility at one point in time, maybe they look at the offense in Matt Canada. Maybe they get rid of Matt Canada, bring in a new offensive coordinator. Now, I'm not saying that could be a slim possibility, but I'm a guess that Mike Canada ended up keeping his job. But that's an interesting possibility to go with. Maybe you get rid of Mike, Matt Canada, bring in a new offensive coordinator. Someone that can certainly work with Kenny Pickett in that offense. But we'll, you know, we'll see. That possibility, I believe, is 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 certainly out there. But we'll see moving forward. Pittsburgh always finds a way to have decent drafts. We'll see. We'll see if again. We'll see if free agents are going to come in. We'll see if you know. We'll see if the Pittsburgh can have a quality draft and then moving forward. Who knows? Can you pick it? A little more. A little more work under his belt. This guy could be. This guy could be the best. Yeah, could be one of the best. Um, one of the best quarterbacks in, in the league, maybe in, in a few more years. You know, you know, my podcast I've always said, I've always said in some of the episodes, especially in the podcast, that rumors are what they are. Rumors. Now, I read an article here recently, of course, about that, you know, Baker Mayfield has, has, done a, has done a fairly good job since moving to the Rams. Um, he went to the Panthers. Um, it, it didn't work out for the Panthers. People thought that his career could very well be over with and he would never be a starting quarterback in this league again. Again, Sean McVay picks him up, takes a chance on him, puts him in the starting line, and Baker's looking like Baker's look has looked fairly well for the Rams. Now, there was a, an article that I read, and I believe I read it off of off of Facebook where a writer a writer came up with a process of could Baker Mayfield end up with, out of all teams, the New England Patriots and Bill Parcells? No, excuse me, not Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick. Wow, I must be really going bad when I'm thinking about Bill Parcells. Even though Parcells and Belichick have a long history together. But, here's, here's, you know, and it, call it rumor, it's a rumor. Now, again, we all know about the Patriots situation and their, and their offense and their offensive staff this year, Pat Patricia, the defensive coordinator, pretty much most of the, the entire career, Bill Check makes him offensive coordinator this year, and then young quarterback Matt Jones is out to, yeah, Matt Jones, who has, who has played, has been up and down, has been really like a roller coaster. I mean, you got to remember one point in time, Matt Jones started quarterback, he gets hurt, loses his job, gets his job back, and, you know, Matt Jones has been kind of under a lot of controversy lately for some, you know, dirty plays. He's been coming, coming to that. But, again, you know, Matt Patricia, again, the offense has not played well this year. You know, some of it does fall maybe a little bit on Mac Jones. A lot of falls on, some of it falls on Bill Belichick for the simple fact that he had Matt Patricia being his offensive coordinator. Now, certainly, the rumors are that Robert Kraft has not been very happy with the offensive side of the ball this year. Certainly. I can't blame Robert Kraft for that. Again, I have to blame Bill Belichick for that because Belichick really 
if you can bring Matt Patricia back in, and then you put him on what he's successful at the defensive side of the ball, you're not making him an offensive coordinator. You brought Joe Judge back, that's great. Yeah, but Joe was even the quarterback's coach, but that's not his forte. What you should have done now, again, I have to wonder if Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, if they're going to hang on to their jobs going into the off season. Going into the off season, I mean, the Robert Kraft stepped in and tell Bill Belichick he get with these guys. Now, I know I think the rumor is Kraft has been a, is a fan of I think with the tight ends coach. I believe on on the, on the staff he's a fan of his. Figure maybe he should get a chance to be the offensive coordinator moving forward. Now, of course, there's a rumor going around that Bill O'Brien could leave the University of Alabama and go back to the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Now, to me, again, I think that would be a much better move than have Patricia be. You know, that would be a better move. I think Matt Jones can learn a lot from Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien had Deshaun Watson for, you know, for the years in Houston, Texas, and he, Deshaun played well under Bill O'Brien. Now, I'm not saying that Mac Jones will be Deshaun Watson 2.0. I don't believe that's going to be the preferred Bill Case here, but I do like to see that. But with Baker Mayfield, now, I don't really see Baker going to New England, not at all. I can't see the Baker Mayfield and Bill Belichick, Diana Hughes working out. You've got Mac Jones. You've got Billy Zappa, who, what he was asked when he was called upon, did do that to have a job. So I don't see where, where I don't see this where Baker would fit in all the New England Patriots. Now Baker can be a hothead. Now Bill uh, Bill Belichick, he is even he's even keel. He doesn't show too much emotion. I mean, certainly on there he just doesn't show that much emotion when he cuts interviews with the media. I mean he'll he'll be a one or two words, hey, we're going to Cincinnati or, or we're moving on to I think they've got the Buffalo Bills this week and I think that some subjects haven't been brought up, and he says, I'm not worried about that. I'm moving on to Buffalo this week. My focus is on Buffalo. Now, again, I don't see that working at all whatsoever. Baker Mayfield, New England, that's, that's I feel that's not, not going to happen at all whatsoever. They already got Mac. I think Mac Jones will be back next season. I think his team, his team seems to rally around Mac Jones. Again, they rally around Bailey Zampi, so I think, I think, I think uh, Bill Jacobs will be fine when he's got as quarterback, as the quarterback. Yeah, I can see the offensive line, the offensive line. I can see maybe adding another player to the offensive line. Um, I mean, Stevenson appears to be the maybe the running back for the future for the, for the um, New England Patriots. Still got Damian Harris hanging around. Again, the, the receiving core. I'm interested to see how that shifts out going to next going to next season. But to me, you could tell me bringing bring in Baker Mayfield was gonna make that much of a difference on that offense. No, it's not. He's he's not gonna make no difference at all whatsoever. I get it that I get it that that Sean McVay has Sean McVay has pulled and you know, Baker Mayfield the scrap he, and he's made him look like a look like a halfway decent quarterback. But again, Sean McVay has always had that minus touch when it comes to when it comes to working the quarterback. I mean, he made I mean Jared Goff was floundering under Jeff Fisher. Sean McVay comes in, he makes Jared Goff a respectable quarterback in his league. He even got him, he even got him into a Super Bowl. 
Matthew Stratford. Matthew Stratford was a, was a decent quarterback at Detroit Lions. Anyway, but when McFay got a hold of Stratford, he took Stratford up a little bit more level and he won the Super Bowl with Matthew Stratford as his quarterback. Now, he brings Baker Mayfield in. He tells Baker, you know, he gets Baker to do something. And then, lo and behold, you know, Baker looks like a respectable quarterback. But again, that's the Sean McVay. That seems to be the Sean McVay minus touch he had on quarterbacks. Now, granted, he hasn't had a minus touch on maybe on John Wolford's backup. Maybe he hasn't had a minus touch on Perkins. Now, the weirdest possibility is what if the Rams bring Baker as a backup next year to Matthew Stratford? Now, if you do that, I'd be a little more there then. I might buy that more than I would buy Baker going off to, yeah, to Bill Parks. He's a Bill Parks sale over there. Bill, I don't know if you're Bill Parks in New England and the New England Patriots. I don't buy that. Now, I'm sure there's other teams out there that may look at Baker, but it's just what he's doing with the Rams. But again, I get the old expression, what has he done for me lately? Well, Baker's done pretty well lately with the Rams. And moving forward, we'll see. But again, Baker will look good one day. look pretty bad the next minute. But no, I don't see it. I don't think the Patriots fans want Baker Mayfield with them. But I can see Baker coming back and being the backup quarterback to Matthew Stratford. Now, again, Matthew Stratford, like Tua, he's had a couple of concussion, concussion issues this year. And again, Baker... I mean, again, with Matthew Stratford, Matthew is a little bit older. He's worth, I think he'll be about 34 or 35 going into next season. He's been in the league for, what, 12, 13 years now. And, you know, and Stratford has certainly made his money in this league. And he has a Super Bowl ring. So if Matthew, if Matthew will be showing figure all season and say, you know what, I'm done with this, I'm out of here, then it becomes a then it becomes a very interesting situation that maybe you do bring Baker Mayfield back and go draft a young quarterback. But again, a lot of the young quarterbacks will probably be gone by long, long before the Rams get there. You have to wonder. The Rams probably don't have a first-round draft pick because of because of trades they have made to land one Matthew Stratford. But again, I don't see Baker. I really don't see Baker whatsoever becoming new quarterback for the New England Patriots. You figure Matt Jones and Bailey Zapp, Bailey Zappi will be the top two quarterbacks going into next season. Now, not saying they wouldn't get a, a backup quarterback. Maybe they bring back Brian Hoyer another year. That's a possibility. But I don't see the Baker Mayfield and Bill Barton and Bill Belichick. Yeah, I just don't I don't see it. The biggest thing is that's something that's not about offense to me. That's to me. I can't see Baker going to a situation where you may have a new offensive coordinator come next season. To me, Mac Jones again is going to be in a situation again where he may have a new offensive coordinator, and this is going to hamper his progress in this league. Now, Josh McDaniels did a did a very good job last year, and again, Josh has got his quarterback situations with Derek Carr, as you saw what Jared Seaman did. Yeah, this past you know this past past uh, week, even the Raiders didn't win, but Jerry Stem looked pretty well under Josh McDaniels. Again, I don't think Jerry's going to be the starting quarterback going for the Raiders going into the next season. But I've seen stranger things happen, right? But for Baker Mayfield, nah, that's not going to happen. I don't see Baker being the 
going to the Patriots or being any type of starting quarterback for them whatsoever. It's not happening. Galatians, that's all I have time for this episode. Please take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again very soon.